Hey gang, and welcome to another episode of NYC Sports on this beautiful Martin Luther King Jr. Day. We've got a hockey episode with some additional, you know, football New York Jets coverage at the end there, but we'll start it off. Congrats are in order for Aaron Judge and DJ LeMayhew, as well as Dom Smith and Edwin Diaz, among some other players on their new contracts, but we'll cover that more another time when we talk MLB. Today, focus is on the NHL. Oh, sorry, with me as always is my co-host, former college coach, uh, Jim Freeman. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing well. How you doing? I'm doing well. Excellent. The NHL reoriented their divisions a little bit. Now they've got Northwest, Central, and East. Yep. The North division has all seven Canadian teams, which is pretty sweet. Absolutely. But if you want to go through. Yeah, so the North, we have Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Vancouver, Winnipeg. As you said, just taking the whole, you know, Canadian line of fire there and putting them in one division. And clearly this has more to do with uh, dealing with COVID at this point in time and just trying to limit the amount of travel that people are doing. Uh, In the West, there's Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, Los Angeles, Minnesota, San Jose, St. Louis, and Vegas. And then the Central, which some might say might be uh, the toughest division along with the East. You have Carolina, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Detroit, Florida, Nashville, and Tampa Bay. So in that division alone, you have the two Stanley Cup finalists from a year ago. Dallas, of course, coming over from the West, and Tampa Bay Pretty was in the East. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be different. And uh, then in the East, we have Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, the Islanders, Rangers, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and the Capitals. So, uh, again, it'll be interesting to see how things play out. Yeah, so each team will play their interdivision teams eight times. Two at home, you know, they'll they'll do a little two-game series. The season ends on May 8th, and the top four teams from each division will make the playoffs. So, it's pretty interesting for... A couple divisions that are pretty loaded who's going to get in no doubt and you know this is definitely going to be more of a sprint i think than a marathon definitely you know the season typically is from october into april and then with the playoffs following and now really what we're looking at is a you know 16 weeks so a 56 game sprint yeah it's it's a sprint and um anybody starting out with a slow start it it could hurt them you know nobody's going to make the playoffs in the first couple weeks but people could find themselves on the outside looking in if they start out poorly so yeah it'll be interesting definitely now we mentioned earlier it's martin luther king jr day yep what's the league doing to uh honor that so you know i think this is pretty awesome actually 63 years ago on this very date willie o'ree was the first black player to enter the NHL. He played for Boston. And so for that reason, the NHL has now issued decals for every player to wear on their helmet. And the decal is a picture of Willie O'Ree. Interestingly enough, not suited up in his Boston uniform, but maybe that was on purpose since it's league So every team could. Right. And uh, so it has him wearing his uh, trademarked fedora hat. And uh, it's a good the, look. It is a good look, and he looks sharp doing it. And uh, with the words "celebrating equality," love it. So I think it's pretty cool. I think, quite truthfully, in my opinion, it's you know, long overdue. Definitely. Um, but 
it, it, you know, it's never too late to do something good, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. I the, mean, I'd love to see the entire league retire his number like the MLB did with Jackie Robinson, but Boston's taking care of that a little later. Right? Yeah, so Boston in uh, February, they are going to retire his number. So, no doubt that's a big deal. And uh, I believe that's, uh, it might be February 18th, I think, that they're doing that. And, uh, you know, again, it's still a little ways out next month, but very cool. And who knows, like you said, maybe eventually it will become league-wide. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, hopefully. I yeah. feel like I feel like the NHL, obviously, we know the typical demographic of players that are there. And it's, it's you know, it is what it is. There's definitely a long ways to go. Right. But it's a, it's a step in the right direction. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I have to say, to that point, uh, Willie O'Ree himself has done a tremendous amount of work working in the inner cities, trying to bring the game of hockey to all types of demographics, just letting them know that they can be exposed to something and, you know, get a feel for it. They may then become the next Willie O'Ree. And yeah. obviously there are, you know, several black players in the NHL now for right. more than when he played. He was it. Mm-hmm. Um, but still. Steps in the right direction. For sure. Definitely. So we'll we'll come into the uh, the local teams here. The Devils take the lead early in their 38th season. They lead the three teams with a uh, 750 record because they had the one win and then the one shootout yep. loss. Isles and Rangers come in tied at second with a 500 Ranger with a 500 record, sorry. They split their Talk a little bit about that rivalry in in New York, those well, two teams. Yeah, obviously the uh the Isles Rangers goes back quite a ways more than the Devils. And, you know, at one time, you know, the, the Rangers came into existence in 1926. They were the only game in town. When I first became a hockey fan, my first game that I saw was at the Garden with the Rangers, and that was my team. And 1938. Easy, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, uh, about a year or two after I, I went to my first Ranger game, uh, my dad uh, went to work for the New York Islanders as an athletic trainer. You know, that was obviously very exciting, you know, for the whole family. But mm-hmm. for me in particular, because I got to go hang out in the locker room and that, that was pretty, pretty amazing. But interestingly enough, the Islanders coming in in 1972-73 season, uh, many of the fans that went there clearly were, were Long Islanders who wanted the team to do well, but there were also a lot of Ranger fans that used to attend that game because, again, the Rangers being the only game in town... Mm -hmm. Still had a stronghold. Oh, absolutely. And so it became something that the the Islanders, although I don't think it took too long, it was something that they had to earn, you know, the... The, the fan base. They, right. You know, people weren't just coming in going, okay, great, we have a team, we're going to go. A little bit like the Devils with New Jersey. Yeah. And, you know, so I think there was some of that, but again, you know, there was a little bit of resistance and there were a lot of Ranger fans that would be cheering on the Rangers at the Nassau Coliseum, but eventually the Islanders, you know, won their fan base and, and won did four so, cups. Yeah, and... did so pretty <laughs> decisively winning four in a row. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. So it is an interesting uh, rivalry. And then, of course, as you said, the Devils come in and right away they kind of, they did get a fan base right away. They kind of grabbed New Jersey. And although, you know, in New Jersey you still have your Devil fans or you still have your Ranger fans, you still have your Islander fans, um, but predominantly Devils. Yeah. And, um we love all three, you know, clearly we're go Islanders, right? you know, pop words for them. We, you know, mm-hmm. that's going to be our number one at this point, but you know, 
unless they're playing the Islanders, we're rooting for the Devils and Rangers yeah. as well. Same can be said with football. He worked for the Giants, which is why we pull for them. Absolutely. But, you know, we'd like to see Gangreen get a couple wins here and there. No doubt. Same with no. basketball, working for Nets. the Nets. Yep. What a what a life. Right? It sure was. Yeah. And <laughs> it was great for me too. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll tell some stories that you have from the locker rooms a little bit later. Absolutely. If not today, then moving forward. But let's get into the games here. Devils come out in front. Last year their goalie Blackwood led all rookies with wins and starts. So it's definitely something I look forward to. Ty Smith, first round pick. Yep. Scored his first goal in the opening game. Yeah. It was three years in a row that they've lost on opening night, but they're playing physical. They were seventh last season in penalty kills. There's there's something to be built here. Absolutely. You know, it, it's interesting, too, because with the Devils, they – and I'm not quite sure how they were looking, you know, whether they were going to have a, uh, a system, but they, they actually had Crawford, you know, that they brought on to the club as their goalie. Um and Blackwood as well, and it, you know, I'm sure they were going to share some duties. And you know, just a couple of weeks before the season, Crawford had to retire, and you know, he did so for health reasons. But that was certainly unexpected. Mm-hmm. So Blackwood, it's it's all on him now, yeah. and um, you know, he's looked pretty good so far. You know, he, they started out with the Bruins. Yeah, the Bruins, good team, real good team. They played really well last year. You know, had one of the best records in hockey, and great on the power play. They they took both games into overtime they lost the first one and then they won the second so yeah. I think it's uh it's going to be an exciting season for the Devils I expect them to be a scrappy team that's going to hang around like that a lot of overtime games and they're they're going to be able to take a few you know? oh no doubt no doubt they, one they thing, struggled last year but I think this year they're they're you know they're on the uprise yeah one thing they definitely have to get better in is uh, just putting pressure on the offensive end. Last year, they spent the second most time in the league in their own defensive end. And you, you can't yeah. you can't win games like that. No, it's tough. It's tough. You got to push the puck up ice. Yeah. And you know, we all have to play a strong defense, yeah. no matter what sport you're playing. But if you're constantly playing defense, mm-hmm. you know it wears you out. And again, it's tough to score <laughs> score goals yeah, when you're back on your own end. end so. Um, certainly got to push up ice. It's no gonna. Doubt. It's tough with COVID protocols to make trades and exchange players and everything, especially during the season. Though it's not unheard of. We just saw the Nets do that last week. But I'd love to see them bring in a bigger, maybe just a key offensive piece to play alongside Paul Mary. He led the team in goals last season. Yep. Just another guy to to spark up that offense. Well, I think one of the things they did, and you know, you mentioned Palmieri, who was the representative in the uh, NHL All Star game for them, and clearly well deserved. You know, he's playing really well. Um, but they did put Smith up on his line, which I think was big. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that'll help him. But also, you know, we should mention Sharon, Go- Sharon Govich also scored his first NHL goal in their second game. So to get Smith and Sharon Govich both getting their, their first goals, it's got to be, uh, I would imagine, you know, a big weight off their back. You want to prove that you belong in the league, that you can – do what you've always done, and, you know, within the first series, they both scored their first goals. I think they're going to be able to play loose and relaxed, and, you know, again, they're going to bring some offense, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, definitely. We'll move into the Rangers a little bit. You know, split the series with the Isles. They did. First game looked a little bit slow, but came out the second game. Isles' starting goalie wasn't there, so they – 
They went to work on that rookie. <laughs> they they were eaten up, you know. That, that, that series between the Rangers and Islanders was a tale of two cities. Um, between Long Island and Manhattan, it was a tale of two teams. I mean, they were complete opposite. You know, in that first game, the Islanders, they came out firing on all cylinders. They yep. looked sharp. They came out. They picked up right where they left off absolutely. at the end of the playoffs. Absolutely. They looked great. You know, I, I think it was discussed that uh, there were no changes in uh, three of their four offensive lines. Yeah, three of their four forward lines are exactly the same as they left them at the end of the playoffs. And when, when they were two wins away from the Stanley Cup. Absolutely, right, from the, from the finals. And it showed. You know, like I said, they came out firing on all cylinders. They looked great. Simeon Varlamov looked so good in goal. Star he got the, the shutout. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I believe that was the first shutout since 76, I think, with Chico Resch. Yeah. Um, so and I think it might have been his 28th in his career. I could be wrong, but okay. something like that. And he looked great. Yeah. He looked great. And, you know, as you said, game two. Mm-hmm. They were without Varlamov, and you know, for anybody who didn't get to watch, Varlamov actually was penciled in to start. Mm-hmm. He led the team out on the ice for warm-ups, and then during warm-ups, took a puck under the face mask, caught him somewhere, I guess, up in the neck, in the throat, in yeah. the throat, and so he ended up being a scratch. And those shots, like they come in at easily oh. <laughs> like eighty miles an hour. Can you imagine yeah. taking a puck? To your throat. Imagine playing goalie when they didn't have masks. I mean, I don't know how they did that, but no. uh, <laughs> no. so uh, anyway, Ilya Sorokin came in unexpected. Uh, you know, as you said, rookie. He did play in the KHL. Yeah, came over in, in from Russia. the a- Yep. Um, he in six seasons, he was a five-time All Star and was known as the best goalie not in the NHL. So. Just right off the bat, I think he's a great pickup for the Ottawa. Absolutely, absolutely, but. Uh, I guess, you know, he he has to transition from yeah, that international game where the 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 rink is so much wider mm-hmm. than the NHL game. So, you know, you could see some of his angles look to be off a little bit. And, and the I'm Rangers sure, took advantage. Oh, the, they did. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I said, Tale of Two Cities, Islanders day. win five, uh, 4 nothing in the opening game, and then the Rangers come back and win 5 nothing the next day. So mm-hmm. you're right. No doubt they took advantage. But, you know, I, hopefully, but I'm sure he will. Sorokin will kind of, he got his feet wet, and now he'll get acclimated a little bit more to the NHL style. And I think there's something to be said, the fact that he wasn't supposed to start. I don't know how ready he was mentally. It right. didn't matter. He's he's playing anyway. Right, you're you a know? professional. You but have yeah, to be ready. You, but it's a good point. Yeah, so I think that next time we get in, it's more like, you know, baptism by fire. Just get right in there and go. No and doubt. I think that we'll see next time he comes in. It might be today. I, I don't know if Varlamov is slotted to come in, but today against the I'm Bruins. Sure. Right, they start against the Bruins. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he's playing, if he kind of settles in a little bit more. Right. It will be interesting. Um, I do think he will settle, whether it's tonight or, you know, his next opportunity. I do think that he'll have an opportunity to settle in a bit and, again, try to learn the NHL game. Yes, it's hockey. The game is the game. But when you're used to playing a certain style with a certain width and different angles, yeah. now it's something you just have to adjust to. And mm-hmm. he's a professional. He'll adjust. Yeah. Now, we brought up earlier how three of their four lines are the same. I think that retention was such a big thing for the Isles this offseason. They didn't really – they made a lot of their moves 
last year before the break. There right. was the big break when the pandemic hit, and right before that, they brought in a lot of stars from other teams, yep. and they started out hot. After a couple of the transactions, they started to slip a little bit, but the pandemic came, and that break really helped them to gel as a team. It actually did. You're right. Where they came out, where they came off of that, when it was like we're starting now at the playoffs. Right. They were hot. Uh, going into the break, which again it was a forced break because of yes. the pandemic. Going in, if I remember correctly, I think they had lost five in a row. It was and then bad. The break hit. It, yeah, they they were the wheels were falling off. Yeah. Um, but you know they made the best out of the situation and that time off and then making the playoffs and being in the bubble gave the the Islanders time to you know learn one another you know their new teammates and begin to gel and they went on a great run and now we just have to see if that's something that they're going to look to continue obviously they're going to look to continue but whether they will continue as the season progresses so this past off season they did lose boy chuck he retired with his health, with yep. his with his eye, yep. And they traded Taves, who was you know, yeah, a solid player in his own right. Absolutely. He's over in Good Colorado, defense. I yep. think now. Yep. But they were able to sign Barzell to a three year deal. He's entering his fourth year. Former Calder Trophy winner. He has just ridiculous puck handles. Oh, uh, his, his he had a sick goal in night one. He did, and you know the way he can handle the puck is really. It's like no other. He, he does a tremendous job. The one thing that, you know, I think he, he may get criticized a little bit for is maybe sometimes dumping it off in the zone mm-hmm. and letting your teammates get to it rather than stick handling all the way through. Yeah, but he's still uh, young. He is. Yeah. And, he, you know, he'll he'll definitely continue to improve. But, whoo, to watch him handle that puck is like something else. Yeah. It, it's great to see. So I'm glad that the Islanders signed him to a, uh, a an extension and hopefully – you know, we, we can build with him. Definitely. Now, Green is another... He's one of those guys that we traded for last yep. year from the Devils. Yep, long-time Devil. So he comes back on a one-year deal. He's a 38-year-old veteran on defense yeah. that's definitely going to help to mentor Dob. They have him on the same line as yep. Dobson this season. Definitely a mentorship role. Oh, but sure. he's he's still a good player. I'm oh, glad absolutely. that we got him back. Absolutely. And I think it'll help Dobson tremendously. He's a young defenseman who, I mean, I don't want to say again, kind of like you used the phrase, you know, um, getting thrown fire. in, baptism right. by fire. You know, he, he played some last year, but now he's he's going to be a featured defenseman. Up. Yeah, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, Taze is gone. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, and Boychuk is gone. So, yep. as you said, you know, he, he's got some skates to fill. And, um you know, I think the Islanders are looking I love and the expecting combi- some good things. Yes, I love the combination of the veteran with the young guy. I think yeah. that uh, when, you know, when Dobson might slip up, Green will either be able to be there and fill the gap that he may have left or just come off to the come off to the bench and coach him up from the from exactly. the bench right there. From that aspect, I think that would be huge. Yeah. You know, you would refer to it, you know, not to get off of hockey, but real quickly, you had talked about when we were talking Alabama football. Right, a couple episodes ago. Yep, and how, um, you know, Waddle would... Coach up Smith. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, you know, He's just coming off the field. Here's what you did. Here's what you need to do. Yeah. And, I, I mean, that's what teammates do. Mm-hmm. You know, they help each other out. They help coach each other. They support, pick yeah. them up. And uh, so I think that'll be a big role for Green. Definitely. 
Now for the Islanders, Brock Nelson got the first goal of their season on a power play. Yep. It was the fourth fastest opening goal in Isles history and the fifth time in seven seasons that Nelson scored on opening night. Which is great. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah, he's a tough competitor. He. Uh, we saw that last year in the playoffs. He yeah, took that nasty hit uh, into the board and then just kept fighting. Yeah, no doubt. And, um, you know, the fact that it was done on a power play, that is something that the Islanders in particular need to improve upon, you know, those special teams, whether it's penalty kill or power plays, they need to improve a little bit. I mean, most teams do, right? But special teams are super important. And the fact that he was able to take advantage of that on the first one, I think that was big. You bring up power plays and I'm pretty sure the Rangers were seventh best in power plays last year at around 25%. Again, you look at some of the numbers and it's something to grow on. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, look, to be seventh best, it's, you know, you're in the upper echelon, right? Yeah. So no doubt there's room for improvement. Um, and, and, you know, we'll see what happens there. You know, clearly they're a young team. Right. Average age. Less than 25. So for the average age to be less than 25, that that's pretty young. Yeah. Um, but, you know, also what we what we got to see in uh, opening weekend with Islanders Rangers uh, was the first overall pick in the NHL, not just the Rangers first round pick, yep. which it happened to be, but the number one overall pick with uh, Alexi Lafreniere. And, you know, I think he's a huge addition to the Rangers mm-hmm. um, again. While they have a pretty young squad, they do have some veterans, and and I think you know bringing these guys together, it's definitely going to push them in in the right direction as well. You yeah. Know? Um, last year we mentioned it briefly, where the Islanders finished above the Rangers, who finished above the Devils. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, it's you know the Devils ahead of the Rangers and Islanders. Again, it's still very early. Right. You know, we do know... Um, Two games in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, some teams have three, and actually the Dallas Stars haven't played at all yet. So, while just about everybody is on to their second series, um, these two-game series, um, the Stars have yet to play, but... Um, you know, moving forward, I, I think there is a lot to grow on for all three of these teams. Yeah, definitely. And it's exciting, you know. I mean, look, to, to live in the, the New York metro area and have three teams to choose from. Yeah. Or whether we're, you choose one or all three. Yeah. How awesome is that? We're lucky like that being in the New York area. It's so unlike any other area. Maybe California comes close, but right. we have more than one team in every league but soccer, basically. But even that, there's one in New Jersey and one in New York. So, again, you still have more than one team True. to choose. True. Definitely uh, definitely blessed in that oh, regard, no, no. I would say. We're a say. little spoiled. There was one, do you remember we were driving out of New York one time, and there was a billboard that said, why would you leave a city that has oh, you right. know, two, yes. two football teams, Three hockey teams, two baseball teams, two soccer teams, for sure. And the Mets. (laughs) And it was just so disheartening that even in their own Okay, I must have blocked that out. I I remember that. That That was terrible. I was like, no respect. Uh, (laughs) That that, was awful. That is painful. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. (laughs) 